Hello everyone and uh, welcome to this week's edition of Grayson's Gossip. Uh, unlike Exit City, we can't really promise you late la last minute dramatics or anything like that, but we can promise you some, uh, some good football chat. Um, with me today are Jamie Hawkins Hello. and Dan Clark. Hello. I've just got back from, from Cree myself, um, where obviously we saw an incredible game last night, didn't we Jamie? Uh, yeah, well, obviously you were the only one out of us three that were there, well, I was following it on the blog, of course, um, and yeah, it just sounded perhaps not the best sort of um, first half, um, quite uneventful perhaps, but you know, in the second half it really opened up, didn't it, and um, you know, from, from <laughs> it's everything you expect from a, a football match, really, and all football fans' emotions summed up in about four minutes, um, going from from despair to ecstasy, and you know I think when everyone saw that crew goal go in, I don't think anyone would have thought um, we would come back to win, let alone get a point. And it was sort of a case of typical City, you know, the poor sort of away away form continuing um, of late. Um, but you know, it was just a brilliant, brilliant comeback, and still trying to take it in. Actually, how um, amazing it must have been! And that was just looking on the phone. I can't imagine what it would have been like being there. Really, it was pretty incredible. Um, probably not the not the the game a journalist would really want to be at. Really, <laughs> but you know, you kind of get used to it now with City. You know, with the the uh, Yeovil as well, and and Forest Green and. Uh, and Barnet and Mansfield, and those are just off the top of my head. Um, and and Dan, uh, what one punt, one punter actually uh, when City went one 0 down in the 88th minute, put uh, I think put a pound or something on him, one one thousand two hundred fifty pound, uh, because he he knew City were that good at comebacks. And you know you did the story today about a guy winning sixty grand off it as well. Yeah, well he just yeah had sort of a uh, seventeen games on his accumulator. One of them was Exeter City to win and. I think we've got a new Exeter City fan out of this one because, you know, Stock Please Winner gets him 60 grand and, you know, maybe chip into the club and help out a little bit. But <laughs> it was a, I think it's a really important win actually, that, because it just, you know, the away form it hasn't been great, obviously the win at Notts County, but I think it's seven defeats in eight, you know, other than around that. And it's sort of, you could just, you know, obviously, and the loss to Mansfield on Saturday could just sort of feel the side just slipping away from automatic and promotion and on the, you know almost ending up in a playoffs battle rather than a push for the top three obviously going one nil down so late in the game as well I know Christy Pym obviously was very unhappy with the goal and you know screamed up and ran off and screamed at the linesman about it so you sort of feel maybe a bit you know a bit of a dodgy goal as well but you know it's a great spirit to to fight back get the equalizer get the winner and I think obviously you know, when the equaliser goes and Jordan Morte the goal, the first thing that the City players do, there's no celebrations, it's grab the ball out the back of the net, get it back on the centre circle and go again. And even the winner, it comes you know, from you know, one end of the pitch, Christy Pym makes a save and instead of flopping on the ball, holding on for 30 seconds and then launching it in the end, you know, this guy sort of rolls it out and they counter-attack, go from one end of the field to score the goal so there's obviously a huge amount of belief in the squad that they can win games from positions that I think even even most of their fans actually didn't think they would have won it from and you know coming from behind to win a game as well it's important because I think you know that Barnet game 
think it's the only time they've done it this season when they've gone behind and come back to to win the game. So there's a lot, you know, it's just a big win, not just for the points that you, that keeps them you know, now back in the playoffs and if, if, with the games in hand. I think they go ahead of Swindon and Notts County if they win those games in hand, but also just the way that they've won the game, a late a late goal coming from behind in a match that really they looked like they were going to get nothing out of, suddenly get three points, you know, should give them a huge sort of momentum boost and confidence boost ahead of, you know, I think the next, the next games, obviously, you know, Grimsby away and then three home games in a row all against sides in the bottom half. So a real chance to get 10, 12 points and get back in the race for the top three. And Jamie, as Dan mentioned, you know, after the equaliser went in, all you saw is, is City getting the ball out of the back of the net and running back to the halfway line. And, you know, they've done that quite a bit recently, and not just recently, over the past couple of years, you know. Uh, I mentioned the Oval earlier on, you know, you, I've tried to find pictures of, of the players celebrating after the Oval, but nothing like that. The only picture you can find is, I think, Jordan Tilson picking the ball out of the back of the net after the, after the score is 3 all. And uh, it just so, sort of shows a real mentality that, you know, a draw isn't good enough, we want the win, doesn't it? Absolutely, and we were just saying before we came on here about how many injury time goals we've seen, not just this season, but the last couple of years as well, and I think that's five or six just this season already. Um, it just shows, doesn't it, that the players just, you can never give up in, in football, no matter how late or improbable it might seem. I think, you know, as David said last night, it was just such a huge win because given the games in hand that we've got against teams like Crew, Yeovil and Port Vale, teams down the bottom half of the table, Saturday's loss to Mansfield Town as well seems to slip out of the playoffs, you know, having two or three games in hand on the teams above. So it was, just, it was a massive win and I guess it's a cliche, but it's one of those you can look back at the end of the season um, and say that was the one that perhaps turned the season around and Tisdale said more Taylor's goal, the equaliser was, was goal of the season, not in terms of quality, but importance of course. And yeah, it just shows that um, the players want to win every match. Um, like you said, I can't remember celebrating the, them celebrating the last minute equaliser really. It's, it's all about getting the three points. It was a good job they won because you do see it with teams sometimes that grab the ball, want to get the win and end up conceding <laughs> and losing the game. So luckily it worked for, for City's favour this season. But it was great to see Stockley again, how important has he been this season? Um, especially coming up with another late goal. Uh, that's 17, I think it takes it to 17 or 18 the season in all competitions. And some people still question him uh, bizarrely, which is incredible. Um, and as we were saying as well, what a role Robbie Simpson played coming off the bench as well, using as a sort of distraction and winning the corner for the equaliser. Um, yeah, just a great night for, for the club. Yeah, and um, on Robbie Simpson, you know, he, he did the same as Luton as well, you know, and nearly got him. And, well, City did get the equaliser, but it was ruled out. And, you know, I think he, he's proven to be a real asset off the bench, actually, for, for me. And, you know, perhaps when Ryan Brunt comes back, we might see Ryan Brunt come in instead of Robbie Simpson. But, you know, I think no City fan really bears Robbie Simpson that much ill will. You know, he obviously hasn't scored that many goals down, but he has that, that role to play, doesn't he? Yeah, and so I think it's sort of a little bit perhaps what Tisdale tried on Saturday with Ryan Loft up there with uh, Stockley, sort of a second big target man. So you're not just relying on, on Stockley as 
the only option for those, you know, any long balls forward or balls into the box. You've actually got a second man there who can, you know, might not necessarily win everything, but enough of a distraction or a presence that defenders have to, you know, they can't double up on Stockley, for instance, because then you've got another big man you've got to mark. So it didn't quite work with Ryan Loft on Saturday, but obviously Robbie Simpson's and still coming back to full fitness. But it is definitely an option off the bench when you're when you're chasing a game and you know you know City there's been a little bit of long ball football played in recent weeks, particularly on the pitch at St James's Park, which m makes it quite difficult to sort of play through the midfield. So you know it does give you an option you know to go long if you've got you know particularly given Stockley does occasionally look a little bit isolated up there and that he's either winning you know he's winning balls but. No, nothing you can do with it because there's no one around him, or there's just the balls that haven't been the good, right enough quality. But if there's two men up there, he's got more of a chance. And you know, obviously, you know, having you know everyone in around the box, you know, just creating a little bit of pa panic in defences, it's obviously working. And you know, it seems to be a role that you know, Simpson settling into, just sort of coming off the bench and sort of you know, creating chances almost just by his presence alone for other players to, to get the goals. Alright, well, let's have a listen to, to what Paul Cesar had to, to say after the, the win. I'm pretty pleased and um, yeah, I just uh, I really enjoyed that last two minutes. I think we've, I think, you know, on, on the on the grand scheme of things, I think we deserve the result today. I don't think we deserve to lose. Um, and we, um, you know, we, we needed one of those games. We certainly need one of those games, and we've not had that type of finish, that type of reaction this season. It's created that kind of feeling. So I think it's very good for us. I mean, three points, it's more than three points. Actually, that, I think that's a really good point. How it feels. Just as we've alluded to, five minutes to go, one nil down. What were you thinking at that point? Well, the irony, the irony one, it took 15 minutes to go. Me and my hopefully uh, Telly discussed numerous times, put Robbie Simpson on. Yeah, we, we, we hadn't crossed it enough. We, we played some nice football, but we, just, we didn't put the ball in the, in the box enough. We didn't have we didn't have that sort of that, that sync with the with, with the with the players in the box. And but it was a big it, it would have been a risk. It would have been a risk because the game was in the balance. So um, them scoring made it obvious. I mean, the fact we've been thinking about it, it was you know, exactly where we were going to go with it. And we don't have much time to respond. So, you know, it was it was Bobby Simpson on and just give Jaden a bit more of a, a support there and um, made us cross the ball. So it was it was it was yeah, sick of twist me and we had no option. Talk about crossing the ball, Lee Holmes' ball in for Jaden Stockton was It was just when we needed it, thirty seconds to go and we found him in the right place, he was in the right place and he steadied himself and he put what a, what a fantastic ball in there. It was good for Jaden because he'd been in there numerous times, but having Bobby Simpson alongside him, suddenly there was another player for him to mark and Jaden found himself spare. But um, I, I have to say, I really, the moment, the moment of the game for me was us scoring the equaliser and then our response back to the halfway line. Every single player in shape, ready to go. With, with two minutes to go, that said, we want to score another. I felt that on the touchline, but the way our players responded to the equaliser, whether we've got the, the winner or not, I'm really pleased with their reaction. And I think, I think, through a slow detective pick on it, we want to take it. They thought the game was over, and uh, the, the, the team in the yellow shirts were back ready to go.
the equalising goal you talk about, Captain Fantastic, he, he never gave up on it, did he, inside the penalty area, he kept going and going and, and got his rewards. There's different ways to score goals and um, they're all as important as each other and I just looked at the power, I thought so far that's the goal of the season for me. Because one, it was, it was so needed, the second, the way he, just, he, he took it in and fought off two or three players to score it, it was, it was a goal of just will and determination. The way the game finished with the goals and injury time, as a player and a manager, have you ever been involved in anything like that before? Have you ever experienced anything like that before? Well, we came from we came from three 0 down at home last year to Yeovil to score three in injury time, so that, that was that was, that's pretty good. Um, so, look, I've, I've managed over six hundred games, and I'm sure there are plenty of scored late goals, and, uh, I, 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 a number of them. So, um, it was a good day today, but I think. As much as the three points were vital to us today, and we've really enjoyed the win, it's the way we've done it just gives us, gives us an extra, an extra bit of enjoyment, and belief, and motivation going into these final games. And I feel for crew because I think they played really well there. The first 20 minutes of the game, the first quarter of the game today, they were, they were excellent, outstanding. You know, and, but I know what it's like. You know, when you you're in a season and you're struggling, you can play so well and lose. And they, they played so well. I really hope they keep going and, and, and play with that kind of um, confidence. I thought they were outstanding in the first sort of quarter of the game, first half. Now. Back in the playoffs tonight as well with, with games in hand. What kind of psychological effect does that give everybody at the club? I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, man. I'm not sure it's where we sit in the, in the league thing because you know. It's so tight, and there's so many games to go. We just have a look at the, the, the amount of games we have left on the card. 14 to go. It's 14. And so we, you know, we have to get a certain amount of points out of those games, whether we have them now or the first week in May. It doesn't matter. But the most important thing is we lost on Saturday and we come back and we've not we've responded, and it's probably the best one. Moving on, 14 to go. The next one is Grimsby, another long trip. What kind of threat will they pose? Well, they've had a change, a change or a, a, a Every week, three points is what we're looking for. Um, we're, we're a different team than last year. We're a different set of players. We have to play to our strengths. Um, it's a year ago, but it's taken a long, long time. We are, we are in 2017, 18 season. We are a group of players that have certain strengths, different to last year's strengths. We have to play. If I may, I'd like to ask you about the, the build-up to the game because we've got one team in the Devon area that's flown off to Spain this week for some. Um, warm weather training you're not in that luxury you can't do that with the games you've got coming up no. but you will be travelling up we believe maybe earlier and, and maybe stopping away a bit after tonight's game as well and get some preparation under your belt in that way well we we, we, en we enjoy travelling around England we, we, we're used to it so um, we're, we're staying over tonight only because of the sleep deprivation that you get from getting back to Devon at 3 o'clock in the morning and then having to miss sleep and then travel to Grimsby again. So we're staying over tonight just to make sure the players get to bed at a reasonable time. So 
there's nothing more to it than that. We are traveling back in the morning. Um, sleep and recovery is so important. It's certainly, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't say it's even preparation, I'd say it's just trying to keep the players with a good night's sleep tonight rather than get them home at four in the morning. So, um, all the small details that you have to look at, and that's one of them. That was Paul Tizzo there, and uh, as, as mentioned in the, the interview, next up, City have got uh, Grimsby aside uh, without a manager at the moment, Jamie. Yes, it was about last week or 10 days ago, they, they sat Russell Slade, they're on a really wretched run of form, I think they've been down there most of the season. Um, you know, just they haven't been playing well at all when they came down here for the first fixture being 2-0, they're desperately poor, one of the worst performances I've seen from a wave side. Um, at the part. It's funny because before that game I was in um, the pub and these two Grimsby fans had travelled down and they were staying the night and they were just so critical of the, the start of the football. I think Russell Slade's always had that reputation the way the club he's been up playing quite direct. Um, it sounded like they, they sold their best players and didn't buy anyone in as a replacement or they bought in um, you know, players that have passed it. Um, you know what I mean, sort of, you know, past their best. Um, so it's going to be a nailed on win, you would think. But, <laughs> you know, it's always that the thing with when a new manager comes in or a caretaker manager that it gives the players a lift. But um, it will still be a, a tough game, I think. It's going to be a, a long trip as well, of course. Um, sounds like they've been linked with one or two managers, like Phil Brown turned them down and and such so gotta be looking at three points for, for Exeter City I think um, after winning at Crew on, on Tuesday night um, a side that are so out of form and poor performances it sounds like the whole morale at the club from the fans is, is not great either um, so yeah I think anything other than a, a comfortable Exeter win would be a poor result for me Just on that um, that home game it was actually the only time I've ever, ever heard a journalist called out in a press box to be told to give everyone below five in a player rating or they wouldn't buy the paper again. <laughs> it was, I think that sort of showed what, what the fans were feeling at that point. Um, so, Dan, I think there were, well, four initial changes last night to the, the side that lost at Mansfield. And then uh, Jake Taylor pulled out late through injury. Um, I think... Everyone sort of forgot about that at the end of the game, so no one found out from Paul Sizzler how bad the injury was. But you know, I think it was if it's just a warm-up thing. I don't think there'll be too many issues with him on on Saturday, or you know, he might be a doubt, but he, you know, there could be a chance of him playing. Um, but you know, would you keep things as they are? You know, or would you bring back some someone like Lloyd James or, or Dean Moxley for sides? I think you, you obviously the. the you know, three games in a week, you might be obviously looking at a couple of changes. I suspect. You've seen Troy Archibald Henville doesn't often play two games in a week. Now Troy Brown had just come back from injury on Saturday, so I'd imagine he probably comes in as a straight swap in defence. Um, I suppose the you know the changes you might be looking a bit of you know you know Moxie possibly for Woodman at left back if you want to you know freshen things up as well. And sort of you know and obviously you know, players aren't playing three games in a week. I mean going further forward, you might want to keep that sort of front six. Particularly, if say you know Jake Taylor isn't fit enough to play, you know it looks like it seemed like um you know Boateng came into the side had a really good game last night. Harley, you know is back to full fitness and you'd always want him in your side if you could. So I'd imagine those two both keep their spot in the side. 
and you know Kyle Edwards obviously was the beneficiary of Jake Taylor and I think he finally got a, a league win when he started so <laughs> you know which gets that sort of monkey off his back a little bit so to speak and that obviously you know, you know he's not been a great impact substitute but it's not quite worked when he started so you might you might you know think about possibly you know, a change there if Taylor's fit but um, then if you're looking who else would could play out there because of the McAlinden possibly still out injured as it couldn't so there's not really the options so you might be looking one or two changes at the back but I wouldn't have thought it'd be too many changes for you made five changes for for one game anyway so it's not like you've got the whole side playing three games in a week so you know but you never quite know I mean I don't think any of us would have had five changes down for last night <laughs> either so and uh Jamie, obviously mentioned in the, in the audio as well that, uh, that the players stayed overnight last night, uh, you know, to to give them a proper night's sleep and, and sort of minimise the, the sort of uh, sleep dis- uh, disruption they would have had if they'd come back from Devon. Um, you know, it, it's something we we not seen from City before recently, but uh, you know, I, I for me, I think it's some smart thinking. Yeah, I think it was a sensible thing to do. Um, you're looking at what three or four days um, in between games and both playing quite far away up north so I think it was the right thing to do um, you know because it, it does take out of you I suppose doesn't it after a, a long game and after playing on Saturday as well of course um, it probably would have been the worst journey home given the results had it been a <laughs> I think it probably would have been the longest drive home ever but um yeah, I think it's a, a good decision. It keeps the players fresh, of course. Um, and, um, yeah, it's good to see. Um, and, um, yeah, hopefully when they, well, depending where they're staying, when they turn up for Grimsby, there can be no excuses of, you know, having to travel on, on Tuesday night. All right, well, uh, let's listen to what the uh, match winner thought of the, the, the game on Tuesday night and his thoughts ahead of Grimsby. Here's uh, James Stockley. Not the ceiling yet after that. Well, uh, that's the best way to win a football match. It's, as much as it takes out of you, we were gutted going a goal down, but to get that one one goal from Jordan and then just waiting for one chance and strikers, you're always hoping there's going to be one chance even if the game's scrappy for you and things aren't quite falling, that's what you're taught. And our coach, Andy Tilson, said, uh, you know, if you get one chance, you'll get one chance in this game. Thankfully, after home from Great Cross, I managed to get it. Yeah, there were a few comments from our team. In it, we look back on now and laugh at, but it's, it was tough to take because we played really played well first half and um, second half. They were good first half, we were good second half. We thought, you know, this is going for a draw, and then when they got it, you wouldn't have expected us to come back. But in that dressing room, they've got so much quality in there, and uh, we just dug in so well. And it was, uh, it's the best way to win football matches. I'm sort of tired at the moment and, and uh, exhausted, but it, it, it was just a brilliant feeling. What does it say about the effort and the spirit of this team? Two goals in injury time to win a football match. Yeah, it's always been there, I think. I think this sort of game like this was crying out, especially away from home. We've been unlucky. We've been, you know, peppering teams in the last minute of games away from home and you're not quite getting the rewards. And, and today we did because we created those chances and you can't really say on our second half showing that we didn't deserve to get a couple of goals and the goal that they scored, we were a bit hard done by. And uh, just thankful that it happened and, you know, got to be persistent. And it's up to us now to gain a bit of momentum. 
we've got games in hand, you know, that, that can help us or, and, or define our season. And it's, it's about being in the right place at the right time. No one goes gets promoted. And this month, it's, it's about being there at the end of the season. We watched you walk off at half-time. It looked like you were hobbling slightly. What was what was the story there? Yeah, struggling a bit, just with a few things. It's been a, it's been a lot of games in a short amount of time. I think everyone's carrying it, not just me. It's uh, a few little problems that hopefully, you know, given a, a right rest, it's, we'll, come, we'll come down a bit. But uh, it was painful, and luckily second half it eased up. It's just whether I get a whack on the area or not. On to Saturday, another long trip, Grimsby. It must be a game now that you and the rest of the squad are really looking forward to. Yeah, we're excited. You know, when you get a result like that, you want to reflect on it. But you haven't got much time to enjoy enjoy things in this league. You've got a game a few days later, and and that's 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 our season at the moment. It's about things coming thick and fast, and you can sit back and enjoy it. And the end of the season, if you've achieved success, and you get one probably one night to just you know soak it all in and, and then look back and, and uh, be, be excited. And, about what's happened, but you know the focus now switches to Grimsby. It is really dominating to us. Finally, then uh, the uh, dreaded predictions. Uh, Dan, what what are you going to go for? Uh, I think, given how poor Grimsby's form has been recently, and the fact that City should have a huge amount of sort of momentum and confidence after you know, the win last night, it's hard to look past a, a win for the Grecians. So I'm going to go two 0 to Exeter City. Jamie. Yeah, I agree. A comfortable win. Um, I was going to go 2-0, but I'll go 3-1. 3-1, OK. Um, I, I'm left with 1-0 there, I think, because you, you don't often find City this season winning games by three or four goals. You know, Perhaps they should do on Saturday, but I'm going to go for a 1-0 win then. Uh, so that's uh, everything from uh, from this week's edition of Grease and Scott. Uh, join us next week when we'll have uh, plenty more to discuss.